Welcome to Grace Family Church. We are so glad you decided to check out our podcast. Our prayer is that this teaching from Pastor Tommy will encourage your faith and lead you towards the greatness God has planned for you. Thanks again for listening. We hope you enjoy this message. toward you as the songs we were singing say and to focus our attention on you and to worship you and to bless you just right where you're at close your eyes right now father we magnify you and we bless you you are so worthy of our praise you are so worthy we magnify you we welcome you into this place holy spirit inhabit our praise inhabit our worship we open our hearts to you For you to have your way, for you to do what you want to do in the middle of our week, we stop and we slow down and turn our attention to you. We worship you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen and amen. Well, God's good. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Thanks for coming out on a Wednesday night. Hopefully this will be one of the, it wasn't too bad today temperature-wise, but hopefully it's starting to warm up. Um, and and uh, how many of you have noticed it's uh, lighter later now? So it won't be long. I can get back on the hiking trails and knock off some of this winter weight that I put on. But anyway, glad you made it out. Um, uh, hopefully you enjoyed last week. I missed you guys last week. I was in Florida, but hopefully Zach did a good job for you. I listened to it, and I thought he did good, but I'm his dad, right? So... Um, I, I, I hopefully it was a blessing, um, but uh, I want to, I want to, what I want to do tonight is continue, um, with the series I started two weeks ago on the peace of God. Um, you know, I was going to go a different direction. You know, I mentioned this in the last series, I was going to go a different direction. And I just really, you know, I, I talked about this, you know, there are times where you wake up in the morning and sort of half asleep, half awake, uh, maybe hit the snooze button. <laughs> And, uh, and, and in those moments when your mind's sort of quiet, sometimes I find that the Spirit of God will speak to my heart. And, um, and I just heard the word peace, and I really felt like that the Lord wanted me to do a brief series on peace. Uh, nothing new, profound that, uh, that we haven't shared before. As a matter of fact, this is a little bit of a redo of a, serv- of a series I did several years ago. But um, tonight I want to continue along those lines. So Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 7 um, We'll read that to be the start, and then we'll just trust God for what he has for us tonight. Amen. I'm just believing that, um, that the Holy Spirit will speak to your hearts. I, I, you know, as I was preparing tonight, I think some of this probably, all of us have probably heard at some point in our life, but there's a difference in just looking at what the Word says and actually hearing the Holy Spirit sort of bring that back to life as a reminder for us, and I think that that you know, is what he wants to accomplish tonight. So Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7 says, Be anxious for nothing, don't fret or worry. And this is the Amplified Version, by the way. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, a sense of wholeness, everything coming together for good, will sur- which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Let's pray before we get started. Father, 
Thank you so much for your word, and I just ask you, Holy Spirit, to use me, make my tongue as the pen of a writer, uh, that I would say what you want to have said tonight, and that you would lead me and guide me. Um, I, I thank you for just doing that tonight, and I thank you that as we approach your word and our hearts are open to hear it, that, uh, that you'll speak to us, and that we'll, have, uh, we'll receive not just knowledge tonight, but we'll receive an impartation of your spirit. And that when we leave here tonight, we'll be able to say, I'm better uh, because I came to church. I'm better because I heard the word this, this week, in the middle of the week. And so I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, as you notice, our opening text tells us that it's the desire of God for us to have a peace that passes all understanding. Um, and, you know, when I think about that phrase, I think about the fact that your understanding is your, you know, just, you know, the way you understand things, right? So when I think about a piece that passes all of that, uh, to me that conveys, and we'll talk more about that um, as we move through this series, it really conveys a supernatural peace that the world cannot give you. And so it's the desire of God for us to have that. But how many of you know oftentimes due to life and due to problems and due to conflict and due to just, just everything you have to deal with sometimes, um, that peace can often be fleeting and hard to find. And so um, what we're doing really is just talking about basic principles in the Word of God that will enable us to walk in that supernatural peace as a believer that Jesus said we should have. And in our last message, we really talked about the first step and actually, and, and, and actually having that kind of peace. And we said that first step was just making a choice to, to whatever you're worried about, whatever you're fretting about, to cast that burden, that care, that worry on the Lord. So, and I'll do a little review since it's been a couple weeks. Psalm 55 and verse 22 in the Amplified Bible says, cast your burden, releasing the weight of it on the Lord. And so the, the scripture tells us there to cast it and to release the weight of it. And we pointed out in that opening uh, message of this series that that word cast means to actually uh, take and violently throw it uh, away from you like it like if you were angry uh, you ever thrown something when you're angry <laughs> I know I'm your pastor but I can own up to it and say I have uh, I can say that I've actually got a dent in one of my walls from it <laughs> so just so you know um, but, but what that verse says there is to cast your burden, right? Well, when, you, when you, you're angry, and you're, you don't want that, right? You're, you're expressing something. And what Psalm 20, uh, 55 verse 22 really expresses to us is that there should be, when worry tries to come into our life, there should be uh, almost an angry response to it. Uh, not, not like a frustrated response, but an angry response that says, I'm not taking it, right? I'm not going to receive that worry. That's what that cast is. It says, cast your burden on the Lord. And so, you know, I often equate it to, you know, and I've said this in the last message, when worry comes into your life, you know, you've had people, you've probably heard them say, I'm a champion worrier, right? Uh, almost like it's a badge of, you know, merit for them, right? You know, and, and they almost joke about it. But, um, you know, that verse reflects that worry is something that we should be vehemently opposed to. Uh, well, a lot of reasons for it. I mean, worry has implications. You can look at it just from a medical aspect. It has implications upon your physical well-being. Um, but not only your physical well-being, you know, God, God wants you to live in a place of harmony in your life where you have peace, you know, where you're not worried. And so when that worry comes into our life, we shouldn't look at it. You know, a lot of people look at it like it's, a, I always use the phrase, like it's a lap dog, right? You know, like, you know, they don't even realize it. You know, I, I got a dog at home. Um, I got three of them, 
I said I'd never own a dog, and then I got kids, and my kids wanted dogs, and I love my kids, so I got dogs, and so now I have dogs. Uh, and as they're moving off to college, I get to keep the dogs, which can't send them with them. But uh, I got three dogs, and um, you know, one of them is still a pup, pretty much a pup, couple years old, bigger dog, and they jump all over you. Uh, and then I've got a little miniature um, uh, uh, dog, and then I've got another one that's the same breed, but she's older. And, and she'll jump up on uh, on my my chair and on the sort of we got some new furniture and I've got a place where I can put up my feet. So she'll jump up on that and lay right next to my leg, and just whimper, whimper, over and over and over again. And uh, and and it's not because she's hurting or anything else. It's because she wants me to pet her. And so uh, and so uh, you know so it's sort of irritating to me to be honest with you. But you know what I do. Go ahead and pick her up and pet her just to shut her up, right? Well, you know, sometimes I think people look at worry like that, right? Uh, that it's some worry, you know, that, that it's something you just, just, you know, well, you know, I don't really want to do it, but I'll just sort of meddle on it and worry about it. But what this verse says is, is that we shouldn't worry. And I've always said that always to remember worry is a serpent, not a lap dog. Um, if a snake jumped up on your lap, would you pet it? No, you'd probably jump up and throw it away violently, right? And so that's really what that verse is conveying, is that when, we, uh, when worry comes into our life, the first step to getting rid of it is to oppose it and say, no, I'm not going to pet this thing. I'm not going to, you know, because a lot of people just don't even recognize they're doing it, right? Uh, and there's a lot of times I'll do that. I'm like, what am I doing holding this dog? And I'll go sit down because I want to deal with it. But, you know, same thing with worry. We need to cast it. We need to release the weight of it. Onto the Lord. Psalm four, uh, Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6 again, it says, But be anxious for nothing, don't fret or worry, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And so notice he tells us to not worry. In some translation it says point blank, do not worry, right? So one of the things we need to recognize there in Philippians is that, you know, not worrying is not the great suggestion. It's an actual command of the Lord. Uh, he tells us not to worry. Now, one of the reasons he tells us not to worry is because we need to recognize worry for what it is. Worry is actually sinful. <laughs> so it's important for us to recognize that. And so a lot of people that embrace it and pet it in their life and like, well, I just can't stop worrying. No, I think sometimes we just like to worry, even though we don't like it. It gives us something to do. So I said it's like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do and gets you nowhere, right? Um, but a lot of times, so, so what he tells us there is he says, don't worry. Why, why, does he, why is worry a sin? Because he told us not to do it? No, what we'll find out in a moment, worry is sinful because at the core of it is fear and a lack of faith. And the scripture tells us anything that's not of faith is, is a sin. It tells us point blank that, in black and white. And so we need to understand that worry is something we need to vehemently and violently oppose. When it comes into our life, we need to cast it away like it's, uh, like it's a serpent we don't want to hang on to. But, um, you know, and, and I've often said, you know, I said it last time we were together that, you know, worry is sort of like a bird. You, you can't stop worry from coming, right? But you can certainly stop it from making a nest in your head, right? So when the thought comes, it's not sinful for the worrisome thought to be there, but it's sinful to embrace it and to cherish it and to pet it and to think about the problem and worry about the problem. What am I going to do? What am I going to do, right? That's not the way God intended for us to live, and that's not the way to live in this peace that passes all understanding. So the first step we talked about last time we were together was to cast that care on the Lord. But the question, I think the real question is for most of us, because we can all do that, right? We can tonight say, I'm going to 
cast the care on the Lord. But how do you keep the worrisome thought away, right? Uh, well, part of it, I will tell you this, is part of that is just spiritually training yourself to take control of your mind. I said this last time I was here, your mind is not the real you. Your spirit's the real you. Your mind is just a tool that you have. And a lot of times people have allowed their tool just to control them, right? Instead of allowing, looking down in their heart and drawing up the strength of the, the, the spirit of God within them to control your mind. The scripture tells us to take thoughts captive and to cast them down and to, you know, get rid of them. And so, and so we have to make a conscious choice to do that. But once we've decided to cast that care on the Lord, you know, sometimes no sooner than you get up from that place of prayer, you turn around and walk off. You're thinking about the problem already again, right? Uh, you're thinking about how you can solve it. You're thinking about how you can fix it. Well, the question then is, is how do you keep that thought from coming back? And I, as I've said, you know, that can be more easily said than done especially if the problem you're dealing with is a big one or something you're really concerned about, right? Uh, how many of you realize being concerned about something is one thing, but taking worry over is another thing, right? And so if you're concerned about something, give it to the Lord. But how do you leave it there? Well, Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6 says this. It says, be anxious for nothing, don't fret or worry, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And then verse 7, it says, and the peace of God. Everybody say the peace of God. And it goes on to describe that peace, a sense of wholeness, everything coming together for good, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And so what it says there is when you cast that care on the Lord, there should be a peace that guards your heart and mind. But I can tell you from practical experience in, in my own life, there have been times where I've cast the care on the Lord and I've got up and I've walked away and I didn't have that sense. So how do you, how do you get from verse 6 to verse 7? Uh, and, and, and I think it's important to understand you. The Bible says study to show yourself approved, right? Uh, to rightly divide the word of God. There are other places in scripture that talk about other steps. It's not just casting your care. There are other things you need to do. And Jesus gave us some answers around this in Matthew chapter 6. And this is where I want to focus really a lot of this series. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 through 34, actually, I'm going to read a large portion of scripture. It says in verse 25, he, Jesus said this, he said, Therefore I say unto you, do not worry about your life. Well, how many realize that's, if he says don't do it, we shouldn't do it, right? Goes on to say, with uh, what will you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more value, of more value than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to your stature? That's the rocking chair verse, right? Basically, he could have said that. Verse 28, so why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like unto one of these. Now I'll tell you those two verses I'm going to touch on next week. Um, lot packed into those two verses. Verse 30, now if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Now notice what he says there. Oh, you of little faith. Everybody say, you of little faith. You know, one of the things I appreciate about, appreciate about Jesus is he just tells it like it is. He doesn't mince words. And what he's telling us there is, is if you're worrying, then you're a person of little faith, right? That's what he says. Uh, and he's not saying that to insult you. He's saying that so you can identify where you're at. You know, you always understand about Jesus. He's never going to say anything to condemn you. 
Matter of fact, even when, you know, there were times when the disciples came to him and were concerned about something, and he, he, he basically said, where's your faith? He wasn't saying, hey, dummy, where's your faith? He was saying, hey, look, there's an answer on the inside of you that you could actually access to resolve this situation. And that's what he says there. He says, have you a little faith? Verse 31. He says, therefore, again, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or wherewith, what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. Boy, this is so liberating. I, I'm, just, I'm hoping by the time we get to the end of this, you just have the joy in your heart that I have over just reading this. It says, For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not worry. There it is again. He says it again. Must be pretty important. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble and so a lot packed into those verses and really I'm going to focus the the majority of this series on this portion of scripture although Philippians tells us not to worry Jesus gives us a lot of pointers here on how not to do it but I want to focus on verse 25 through 27 primarily tonight so let's go back and read those again just so that we sort of set the foundation it says therefore I say to you do not worry about your life what you will eat or what you will drink nor about your body what you will put on is not the life is not life more than food and the body more than clothing verse 26 look at the birds of the air for neither they sow nor reap for neither they sow nor reap nor gather into barns yet your heavenly father feeds them are you not more value than they which of the which of you by worrying can add one cubit to our stature and so Jesus tells us not to worry and he tells us one of the keys to doing so is real simple to not focus on your problem, but to focus on something else. And really what I want to talk to you about tonight is one of the keys to not allowing worry to come back into your life is to learn how to, uh, to condition your mind in such a way that you, you refocus your perspective on your situation. Refocus your attention on what you're uh, dealing with. You see, a lot of times what happens to a lot of people is when they're worrisome, they're trying to figure out how to fix the problem, right? You know, uh, I'm going to tell on my wife a little bit, okay? Um, and she, she can correct me. She can get after me later. Um, but, uh, and it, it, this may be in general, I don't I want to mean to characterize all women, but, but women tend to be more caring about their kids than the guys are. You know, guy, you know for me, I, when my, when my, <laughs> my kid Zach was growing up, you know, me, stupid guy, you know, um, he was just a little baby, right? Little, I mean, literally six weeks old, and I had heard babies could naturally swim. So being an uncaring dad, we're at, we're at my, uh, her, her, grandma, her, her grandma's house, and I'm like, look at this, they can swim. I just throw him in the pool. Six weeks. <laughs> huh? Oh, yeah, she jumped in and grabbed him and both, you know, because she cared, right? Guys are stupid like that. They just, you know, they don't think straight half the time. Can all the women say amen to that? So, I, you know, so I guess my point is this. Um, women tend to be more caring and thoughtful than guys are. <laughs> it's amazing that boy lived. But anyway, that being said, last week's a real, what's that? No, she jumped in and got him. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then I heard it for a long time. Um, but anyway, that being said, my wife cares about our kids. Not that I don't love our kids, but she's very thought provoking. Know, she thinks about them all the time, right? And, and so she'll sit around sometimes and she'll be concerned about maybe a situation they're dealing with or what they're going through. 
and she'll pour over in her mind, how can I fix this, right? And that's really what worry is for all of us. Worry, a lot of times, is really us trying to solve the answer to how can I make this turn out the way I want it to turn out, right? And so so one of the things that Jesus teaches us is, and we're going to look at it in a minute, he's he's going to teach us how to change our perspective when we want to worry, how to refocus our attention, because we're focused on how can I fix the problem. But I, I will tell you, Jesus cares about your problem, but he cares more about you having peace. Because when this problem gets solved, there's just going to be another one behind it. Because Jesus said, in the world, you're going to have trouble. And what he's more interested in teaching here is not how to find peace over that particular situation. What he wants you to understand is is how to have peace whether the problem's been resolved or not. Right? Because the answer to peace for you is not your problem being solved. The answer to peace for you is a lifestyle that Jesus called you to and a mindset that he calls you to live by no matter whether the problem's solved or it's not. And and, and the reason that's so important is because, number one, if, if you focus on trying to fix your problem, Lord, I give you my problem, I cast my care on you, then you get up and you walk away from it, right? doesn't mean we don't, don't try to seek wisdom on how to fix something. That's, that's no problem with that. But how many of you realize there's a lot of problems you've sought wisdom for and you ain't got an answer yet, right? Those are the ones that cause you to worry, right? The ones that don't cause you to worry are the ones that are, okay, that makes sense. I'll do this, I'll do this, and I'll fix it. And, and that's, that's godly wisdom a lot of times. But what happens when we worry a lot of times and we haven't got the immediate answer is we pour over it and we try to figure it out by our own human understanding and what winds up happening is we develop a knee-jerk reaction or a man-made fix to a problem that sometimes creates more problem than it's worth. Instead of just having the peace and understanding of saying, you know what, I'll get to this in a minute, I may be getting a little ahead of myself, but, but allows us to get to the place where we, we really allow God to work it out in a way that we can't right? And so it's important for us to understand how to refocus our attention in those situations. And one of the things Jesus tells us to do is right there in Matthew chapter 8, he tells us once, you know, because Paul tells us to cast our care on the Lord, Jesus says don't worry, right? So he's telling us in essence the same thing. So once you make a decision not to worry, how do you not worry after you decide to give it away? I'm not going to worry, right? What you do is you refocus your attention. And Jesus told us the first thing to do is just go bird watching. Everybody say go bird watching. How many of you realize Jesus, you know, he picked that, for t- there wasn't any hidden agenda in that. He said, this is the way you don't worry, do this, right? And we're going to find out why that's such, a, is it just bird watching? It's, it's more than just bird watching. But it's a change in perspective is what he's talking about. Notice he says there, he says, look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather in barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them, are you not more valued than they? So, After we choose not to worry, he's saying, I want you to refocus your attention on something simple. As simple as the birds. Right? What he's saying is, I mean, think about it. if, if, If Jesus said the way not to worry is to think about the birds, then how many of you realize that's what we should do? Right? You don't need, I mean, you don't need to figure out any other solution. The first step is this, right? Cast the care on the Lord, then go think about the birds. Go look at them. I did that this morning, by the way. 
Thank God it was a little bit cool, uh, warmer this morning. As a matter of fact, but the way my house sets, um, the back of my house in the morning is, if you're standing in one place, you're under the shade, and it was pretty chilly. But when you step out under the, you know, where the sun is, it was a little warm. Sun on my back, and I'm sitting there, and I'm watching the birds. Because that's what Jesus said to do. Because I'm going to practically apply this this morning. Watching the birds, watching the birds. And you know while I'm watching the birds, what happens? I'm just thinking about the birds. I'm not thinking about my problems. I'm not thinking about anything else. And that's the first thing Jesus wants us to do. He wants us to step away from the problem. See, part of living a worry-free life is the ability for you to let go of the problem and leave that with him while you just enjoy the simple things in life, right? And that's what part of bird watching does. I mean, think about the birds for a moment. Do they worry about anything? I mean, I was watching them, you know, one jumping from one bush to the next one, and the other one sort of jumping where the other one was, and the other one, and all they were doing is just, I'm just, going to, I'm just going to live life, right? It's pretty easy to not worry when you just tackle life that way. And that's what Jesus said, because what worrying does is allows you to step away from what you're dealing with and to just enjoy the life that you have right in front of you. See, a lot of times what worry does is it occupies your mind and robs from you the joy of what's sitting right in front of you. And that's one of the things Jesus told us to do. Matter of fact, Paul told us the same thing in our, text, our opening text. Notice what it says. It says, be anxious for nothing, do not fret or worry, but in everything, notice what it says, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. I say with thanksgiving. See, let your request. So what, what does that mean? That means that, that when you cast your care on the Lord and you choose to live a life of being thankful. Thankful for what? Thankful for what I have right now. Thankful for the life that's in front of me. Thankful for the big blue sky. Thankful for the cloud. Thank you for simple things like just nature itself. There is a peace. You know, a lot of people talk about, you know, I think, you know, how many of you realize anything that's a counterfeit for it to be good has to be steeped in something that's somewhat true, right? Like for a counterfeit dollar bill to be a good counterfeit dollar bill, it needs to look like the original. You know, I think sometimes we've thrown the baby out with the bathwater when we look at some of these other religions that are, you know, certain religions that really focus on nature, right? You know, and, 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 and how nature, some people talk about, well, nature, you know, that's, that's my piece, right? Well, there's a truth in that, right, that's a counterfeit that robs you of what God wants you to do. So if Jesus says, if you want to have peace, one of the keys to it is just get away from life for a minute and just enjoy the birds of the field. What it'll do for you is this. Bird watching allows us, number one, to embrace a basic faith that God is a good, good father. Notice in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 26 again, it says, Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barge, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more, of, more value than they? You know, as I was watching those birds this morning and I was just watching them jump around, I thought, you know, they, don't, they really don't care about anything. They're not worried. I don't know, I can't get inside the mind of a bird, but they don't look like they're worried, right? They're just jumping from one thing to the other, trusting the process of life, Right? to actually provide, they're not, even they're not even thinking about tomorrow, right? And I think when it comes to, um, you know, living in the peace that God has for us, what he wants us to do is he wants us to step away from the problem, refocus our attention on the simple truth that I have a God that cares about all the other stuff so I can just enjoy living my life today. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 5 and 7 tells us that. It says, cast all your cares 
all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns once and for all on him. Why? Because he cares about you. See, Jesus wants us to step away and just do some bird watching because he wants us to recognize something, that I can take care of the rest of it if you'll just enjoy living today. Amen? Amen. He cares for us. He's just, he's just waiting for us to act like the birds of the air. And this is what his promise to us is in Psalm 55, verse 22, if we'll do that. It says, cast your burden on the Lord, and he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. Notice what it says there. If we'll cast our burden on the Lord, and if we'll just do what he says initially, stop for a moment and just enjoy the life that we have around us instead of the problem we're trying to solve. We can fall back on the rested assurance that he cares for us, and because he cares for us, he'll sustain us. So how do you live a worry-free life? First of all, you have to do one thing. First of all, you give your problem to God. Number two, go bird watching. Everybody say go bird watching. You know, I would tell you, even tonight, as you walk out the doors, maybe it's not a bird. But maybe you take a few moments if you're worrisome about something and just step outside. You know, God did that with Abraham, right? When Abraham came to him. Abraham was concerned. How am I going to have a child? How am I going to see my problem? And what did he say? He said, just look up at the stars. There's something about the expansiveness of God's creation as we look to it with a really devotional mindset, right? Of God, you created all of this. How many of you realize the planets are doing what they need to do right now? How many of you thought about that today? Did you add one cubit to the planets doing what they needed to do by thinking or not thinking about it, right? How many of you realize the seed on the ground that the bird is eating in winter? How many of you realize whether you thought about it or not, it was still there? See, what the scripture tells us is very plainly this, is that if we'll put our trust in God, he will sustain us that's what that's that's what stepping away from your problem for a moment and giving it to god and said i'm gonna focus on something else i'm gonna enjoy life i'm gonna be thankful for what i have it does for us it establishes a mindset of trust in the goodness of god romans chapter 8 verse 28 says this and we know well what do we know paul and we know that all things work together for the good to those who love god and to those who are called according to his purpose one of the keys to a worry-free life is to be able to look around your life, enjoy the basic things while you give God the problem, knowing that what? He will work things out for my good. See, worry is the exact opposite of that. Worry is a mindset of fear that says, I'm not, I'm not convinced this is going to work out for my good. You ever been there before? With your kids? Maybe with a bill, right? Maybe with a physical, you know, diagnosis? We wind up in that situation where we, we, it, we race in our mind that this isn't going to work out for my, our good. And in that moment, we need to take that thought and say, Lord, I'm going to give that to you, and I'm going to go focus on something else. I'm going to go look at the birds. How many of you realize when the birds got up this morning, they didn't worry about tomorrow? They're just happy to fly in the big blue sky, right? Peace. And that's the kind of peace that God wants us to walk in, a mindset that says, I know beyond everything else He's going to work things out for my good, so I don't have to worry about it. Amen? Psalm 138, and verse 8. We'll close with this. It says, the Lord, I read this one when I closed the last service. It says, the Lord will perfect 
that which concerns me. Your mercy, O Lord, endures forever. Whatever it is, you know, I, I can think about, you know, um, I'm so thankful for Sam, right? Sam been really working hard on trying to figure out, you know, what do we want to do with our building over there and everything. I'm glad I can cast the care of that on Sam, right? <laughs> right? But I got to tell you, I, you know, me, me asking Sam for some advice and help along with Ben that's helping there as well, um, you know, I, I didn't pass that on to them so they could worry and fret about it, Right? I passed, but, but, but we, bought, we all need in that situation say, you know what, we may not know the answer, but we're just going to take care of what's, we're going to take care of one little step at a time. We're going to figure out what's in front of us right now. If we don't know the answer, we're not going to worry about it. Why? Because I'll tell you this, this is one thing I know about God. I'm not a construction guy. I'm not a class A builder or any of those things. But one thing I do know about that over there is this, is that God will work this out for our good, right? And so for me, I don't worry about it. Now, there were times where I used to stress about it. But I've learned to go bird watching. I've learned to be able to say when I'm fretting over something to say, you know what? I ain't doing that. Why? Because number one, he told me not to do it. I'm going to give it to him. And you know what? I'm, God, I'm going to go take a hike. I'm going to go sit on my back deck. I'm going to go look at the birds, right? And I'm going to recognize that they don't worry and the world's still spinning. The sun comes up every morning. You know, I often think back over the course of my life, the things I worried about in life, right? How many of you had some big things you worried about? How many of you are still here? You made it through it. He brought you through it. So why worry? It's just useless. It's a ploy of the enemy to rob you of something that Jesus came to give you. And that's peace that passes all understanding a peace that settles down on you, a sense of wholeness and completeness that says to you, it's all going to be all right because he's looking out for me, right? Amen. Bow your heads with me. Father, done my best to try to convey really a, 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 a spiritual thought that's hard to convey in human words. It's, easy, it's more easily caught than taught a lot of times. I pray that as we've talked about the fact that you've called us to be bird watchers. People that can lay down our burdens and our cares and just look at your creation and recognize that you've got our back. You're looking out for us. No matter what the problem, the world's still spinning, the sun's still rising, the moon's still in the sky. And as we put our trust in you, you will work all things out for our good. So I pray, Father, that if anybody came in here tonight with a burden, with a worry. In the name of Jesus, I pray that the peace that passes all understanding would fall upon them right now, would cause them to be able to walk out of this place with a sense of calm that truly is tangible and truly is a supernatural thing that can only be attributed to the great God that we serve. I thank you for that, Father. I give you praise and thanks for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, God's a good God, amen. All right, well, that's all I got for you tonight. We'll see you next week or see you Sunday.
Thanks for listening to our Grace Family Church podcast. We really hope you enjoyed this message. If this ministry has blessed you in any way, we would love for you to get connected. Just go to gfcva.info to learn more about who we are, how to give to this ministry, or how you can get involved. Thanks again for listening, and we hope to see you soon.